Hello and welcome to Silux, the podcast where we talk about scientific developments and technological changes in Luxembourg. The year 2021 has just begun and this is the occasion for many podcasters and media alike to prepare different summaries and information about top stories in their field or on their websites. As you know, our podcast is a little bit young to do that, so I'm not able to really summarize 2020 from the perspective of our podcast, but I decided to make this episode a little bit different than usual. I want to have a look at all the different scientific developments in Luxembourg in the last year, the ones that I was not able to discuss in our podcast. But first of all, as usual, it's time for the pub quiz. This is the part of the podcast where I give you one pub quiz style question and the solution to the question is at the very end of the podcast. As today's subject is the summary of 2020, the question will also be a little bit related to that summary. As you probably remember, I mentioned a couple of months ago that FNR, so the Fonds National de Recherche, the National Research Fund, gave uh, awards, as usual, every year they do that, and one of the awards was for the outstanding promotion of science to the public. So my question is, who got the award? Just a small hint, there were two different groups, two different uh, projects that got the award. And now let's go back to the summary of 2020. So first of all, there were quite a few different projects just being launched, uh, institutions or uh, scientific uh, research bodies, I would say. And uh, one of them I was able to tell you about, that was the ESRIC, so the European Space Resources Innovation Centre. I'm very excited about it. They recently started employing. And this centre is supposed to focus on the expertise for scientific, technical, business and economic aspects related to the use of space resources. And this is a joint initiative of uh, Luxembourg Space Agency and LISTS at the Luxembourg Institute of Science and Technology. There is also a strategic partner in ESA, so the European Space Agency. There will be four pillars that ESRIC will focus on, the space resources, research and development, support for economic activities, knowledge management and community management. So, of course, this is a very early stage of the whole project, but I'm very excited to talk about it and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the successful development of the project. The second one is UNIVERSA, so the European Space University for Earth and Humanity. That's the university that was created by five universities from five different European Union countries. There is France, uh, represented by Université Fédérale in Toulouse. There is Poland, uh, which is represented by AGH, Agiecha, University of Science and Technology in Krakow. There is, of course, University of Luxembourg. That's why I'm telling you about it. There is Luleå, uh, University of Technology, which is in Sweden. And the last but not least, of course, is the German University, Heinrich Heine Universität in Düsseldorf. And these universities decided to create something special that will mean kind of inter-university studies and the 
opportunity to start start studying in one place and then move much more easily than the usual Erasmus program, for example. The Universa was launched in November 2020, and I was not able to tell you about it. The first studies uh, will start in autumn 2021, so one year after the launch. I'm very curious to see what the future will hold for this special university project. And now a few other things that happened recently. First of all, there was the launch of the second version of the scan for chem app. This is an app developed by List, so Luxembourg Institute of Science and Technology, which I think will be the one of the main uh, characters in our podcast today because there has been quite a lot going on in List and they developed it two years ago. The new version was announced a couple of months ago and this app lets us scan the barcode to obtain information about chemicals of very high concern. So if you scan a barcode of products such as toys, sports equipment, furniture, electrical appliances, clothing and the like, you should be able to see whether these contain any special dangerous chemicals. The problem with this app, I read a little bit about it, I read the reviews, is that unfortunately the database is completely voluntary. So for now there is not enough data. But if we all subscribe, if we all get the app and start sending requests, there is a huge chance that more and more companies will treat it seriously and will report exactly what uh, their products contain, which is, of course, uh, great for the future. This scan for chem app was developed in the framework of EU Life Ask Reach project and, of course, is part of the European Chemicals Regulation Reach. It was developed, as I said, by LIST, but also the Reach and CLP help desk in Luxembourg. Another very interesting project is the project of Lux Atlas. If you go to the website luxatlas.lu, that is L-U-X-A-T-L-A-S, you will be able to see a very recently launched uh, historical atlas of Luxembourg. Uh, You can retrace the city's development until today. And it was uh, developed by two scientists from the University of Luxembourg, uh, the historian Martin Urmacher and the geographer Steve Kass. It's very cool. I even spent some time with my son looking at different stages of uh, development and and checking out how much uh, Luxembourg has changed. There are different maps included in there, digitalized. You can also check quite a lot of photos of Luxembourg and panoramas and other things. Really do check it out. Unfortunately, it is currently only in German, but I hope that other translations will follow. Another interesting project that I was not able to mention before because it all was announced before our podcast started is the project that was worked on at LIEG, so the Luxembourg Institute of Health. What was this one about? So the group led by Dr. Chevigné was able to develop a novel molecule called LIEG 383 and it turns out that this molecule connects to a previously unknown and not well-researched opioid receptor in the brain. These opioid receptors are very important because they 
are the ones to receive opioids, the ones that are re- exist naturally in our body, but also the synthetic opioids that I'm sure you heard about. And well, they are the foundation of the opioid crisis we are all facing nowadays in the world. So this is an important uh, discovery because it turns out that this uh, special opioid receptor called ACKR3 somehow sequestrates the opioids and uh, the new molecule should be able to stop that process. So in a way, use the natural opioids instead of letting the special opioid receptor sequestrate them, so capture them if you want. And this might mean that we will be able to develop new drugs, which will not necessarily mean introducing synthetic opioids to fight severe pain or depression, but rather work on that special receptor in order to let the natural opioids uh, do their work. This uh, is very promising. We are talking about very early stages of research. So basically what the group is now looking forward to is um, probably some partnership with private or public companies and testing it uh, on on human beings and seeing how it will work, whether it uh, gives us any side effects. Uh, and if not, so this is a very promising, probably life-changing step, a new step to uh, treat severe pain and other very serious uh, disorders. <laughs> And last uh, research project I wanted to tell you about is again developed uh, by LEAST. Uh, This time it is related to microscopy and getting a very important award in the field. So the researchers at LEAST uh, got an award from a bi-monthly publication called Microscopy Today. It's a very interesting publication because it is actually targeted not at specialists, but rather people who simply happen to use microscopes. So it's a little bit more open to the public. And Lee's got this award because uh, they managed to be the first to develop a microscope that is not only showing the objects that are being uh, viewed, but also is giving the exact chemical composition information simultaneously. So this project was born in 2011. Then the first microscope was developed with the company Zeiss, uh, which is a company specializing in optics and optoelectronics. And then after that, in 2018, there was a spin-off startup launched called Lion Nanosystems. And all this cooperation resulted in the Orion Nanofab Sims uh, Microscope, which got the Innovation Award from the Microscopy today. I actually, before reading about it, I even didn't know that it's possible to see something and at the same time uh, know about the composition of uh, the object viewed. Is that ignorant, layman? I don't know, but I'm very happy to know that this is absolutely possible. And on top of it, the first people behind it were working in Luxembourg. 
And now, after all these important pieces of news um, concerning scientific research in Luxembourg, it's time for the solution to the pub quiz. So if you remember, my question this time was about the FNR awards, or to be precise, the outstanding promotion of science to the public. So a little bit what I'm doing, of course, not saying that it's outstanding, but just promotion of science to the public. And uh, there were two uh, winners this time. The first winner was Carole Blondhanten from LISER, so Luxembourg Institute of uh, Socioeconomic Research, for the board game called The GG Goes Round. And it was about gender uh, discrimination and gender stereotypes uh, still present in Luxembourg, as uh, Carole says. And this uh, project managed to visit different uh, places, go to schools. Uh, it was at the science festival and had some parallel research uh, going on. The second one was the Mind the Brain project uh, by LCSB, the Luxembourg Centre for Systems Biomedicine from University of Luxembourg. This time it was a cooperation between scientists and Luxembourgish artists. And you might remember these uh, big sculptures of brains all over Luxembourg when we could still roam the city and, and visit places like that. And uh, next to the sculptures uh, you could uh, read a little bit about uh, brain research in Luxembourg and beyond and this was the second project that uh, got the FNR award and this is the end of the podcast you might be wondering why there is no COVID related piece of information in my podcast but I'm consistently trying to avoid uh, this information because I think you already have enough of that and there is so much going on in science in Luxembourg. Once again uh, remember to subscribe, to follow, to tell others about the podcast, uh, go visit the Facebook page, Twitter page, wherever else you find Silux. Uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show and remember that the next episode will be launched in two weeks' time, so every second Monday of the month. This was Silux and my name is Hanna Szymaszko.